0: Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to some Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Springer, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stiefs and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy?
1: All right, all
0: right. Woo!
1: Here we go, man, it is the end of the season, buddy, and I am feeling a little bit sad about it. We only got two regular pods left before we start the long, dark winter, spring, summer of no football. Uh, Of course, we'll have draft coverage and a possible new podcast we're working on the side, that is TBD, but the FGH Weekly Pod will be on a break. And, you know, buddy, I guess with all of my free time coming up, I'll do what I always do. Grab me an off-season girlfriend. So so Longhorn is now taking open applications for seasonal help from all the hot brunettes under the height of 5'7", and absolutely under the weight of 135 pounds. I will... <laughs> I will promise you a summer of fun, laughter, and lots of average sex. Of course, until Labor Day, that's when you will be making yourself extinct so I can get back to what matters the most, bringing the seekers all the funny and the money. Now, speak of the devil, whether you are here for the funny.
0: It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony dude out of your assholes!
1: Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question
0: that is. What a stupid question you ask a lot of
1: stupid questions what a stupid son of a bitch my apologies mr president i will do better do you
0: like money i'm a big fan of money i like it i use it i have a little i keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator i'd like to put more in that jar that's where you come in
1: that's right adam Center. that's exactly where we come in and we have weekly monthly and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up hit us up for those free picks premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money.
0: Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money.
1: Now, with all that business out of the way, Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Ball see fist, as always. Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend. Tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer, hip choice of the week
0: well thank you very much there sir tonight i am drinking a hard way ipa from <laughs> chicago brewing company in las vegas nevada i gave it way. three out of five stars very good ipa and it's from our favorite little pizza joint in downtown las vegas and buddy those hard ways did us right at the craps table there was a bit of scrutiny going on <laughs> from one of the pit bosses watching us throw it <laughs> but man, in the end, what Once the what it. a hell of a run we had at the table and off the table, uh, we had some hard ways as well, thanks to the uh Tinder, Bumble, and uh Sweetheart Don't Stumble apps or whatever it was. Uh yeah, great fucking trip there, buddy.
1: Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about with the last part, but that first part was awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls we're gonna get the podcast. We're going to the good, the bad, and the hard. you fucking kidding me we're gonna go over both games in the air tonight in the nfl and give you our free picks to get you paid of course of course but first we gotta get paid and to do that here is this week's sponsor this week's podcast is sponsored by divorces done right we all know how divorce works in this country the woman gets everything that she wants and the dude gets taken to the fucking cleaners it happens every goddamn time and we as a society have just grown to accept it like it's fucking scripture What the fuck are we doing, fellas? It's time for us to wake the fuck up and beat these bitches! So if you got some gold-digging whore trying to suck you dry and take your goddamn kids, even though she spends half her day drunk on wine and hopped up on fucking opioids, you need to call our friends at Divorce Is Done Right. The attorneys at Divorce Is Done Right have all themselves been victims of their own whore-ass ex-wives, and they've bonded together to make sure that not one other man in this country gets dicked around by this fucking shitty legal system that's been set up to do nothing but support those goddamn succubuses. Divorce Is Done Right! Finally! Holy shit, Longhorn, that divorce is done right. I gotta tell ya, uh... We've used them. It sounds like you're gonna be using maybe another one in September. You got your punch card there, <laughs> but i gotta i gotta say though, I feel like that adds a little out of date. uh, you know, I don't think it's just the men being fucked over by the women at this point. I think there's a lot of you know maybe women that used to be men or men that used to be women, and they're getting screwed over too, but you know what that's kind of the uh that's the kind of the minus side when you come to our side of the fence, so. Any of you ladies that are out there that are, you know, deciding to attach penises to your body, just get ready for the fact that you're gonna get fucked squarely in the ass, not in the good way that you probably like. It's gonna be in a bad way when, uh, the divorce comes because, you know, if we're, if all, if all things are equal and you're men, well, you're gonna be on our side of the ledger when the divorce comes and you're gonna get all your fucking shit taken from you. So, uh, that's the part they don't tell you you know, in a uh, tranny school, wherever you go to figure out how to, you know, become the other sex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Those trannies, man. Let me just tell you, <laughs> look, you can sew a dick onto your pelvis. All right. You can do that. But just remember that when your your cold decaying tranny ass is, is rotten in the dirt and, and you're only your bones are left. We'll be able to tell that you were a girl. And that's all, and that's all I have to that say is about the,
0: that. That is the line of the whole year. Man, those trannies, <laughs> let me tell you. I got to cut that and clip it and use that in so Man. many drops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please do. Please do. <laughs> and now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fine fucking great that's just fucking great the bad is
0: this bad is this bad well that's fucking not good and the are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me god damn it are you fucking with me All right, boys and girls, as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week was fucking huss, baby. Two and one of the clients. We hit San Francisco. We hit the teaser on yeah. the Rams and Buffalo. It has been a great run for FGH in the playoffs. We hit some bets out in Vegas, hit some parlays, hit some live bets. Uh, not a single losing week yet in the playoffs. We're trying to finish this thing strong. We're going to keep trying for you. This week as well, baby. But it has been a great run for us.
1: Yeah, I don't want hell. We don't want the season to end at this point. We're just not catching our heater and and having a, a great stretch. So I don't know. Do you want to you want you want to try our hand at some college basketball? What do you, what do you think?
0: Oh, uh, the USL USFL is kicking off uh, pretty soon. So maybe we'll dive into that shit, Bird. I don't know. But anyway, we're gonna yeah. move on to the bad, and the bad is uh, Ryan Fucking Tannehill. So, it's no secret that I've never been a big fan of the wide receiver who plays quarterback in Tennessee, but honestly, I didn't even think he could fuck us up that bad. They had the perfect matchup for them, you know, he had the game on the brink of winning on several occasions, and at every single (laughs) turn, Tanny fucked us squarely in the behind, even all the way down, but it was just, all he had to do was throw the ball away on third down. With less than a minute to go in the fourth quarter and gets to overtime. Instead, he throws his third interception of the game at around midfield and just hands Cincinnati the fucking win. That was unreal to sit there in the sportsbook and watch. Un-fucking-real.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about this while we were watching the game. So, was that his last pass of the game?
0: His last pass of the game.
1: And what did he do on his first pass of the game? Holy shit! I believe it was He's, an
0: interception.
1: He started and ended that fucking game with an interception. You fucking
0: suck! Oh, oh I God. hate that guy. <laughs> but moving on to the are you fucking kidding me? And this week, that award goes to all the Brady trolls who have been hiding since he won his seventh Super Bowl with his <laughs> second team, by the way. This man has been to 10 Super Bowls in 20 seasons. He's actually started and finished. So 50% of his career, he ends up in the Super Bowl. And somehow, there are still morons out there who say he is lucky and overrated. Let me tell every single one of you pathetic assholes something right now. Tell What them. you have witnessed, you will never witness again. It's just like all you morons who rooted against Tiger Woods. You have wasted your time Your energy and your lives just to be miserable for the rest of your shitty lives. Because, guess what? Tom Brady is the GOAT and he will always be regarded as the GOAT. And just like Tiger and just like MJ, his legend and legacy will only grow the longer he is out of the game. And while you and your mouth breathing dummies might find some peace of mind on social media where you can search and gather with other mouth breathing dummies, the fact will always remain that if you would never say your stupid ass opinion out loud to real people because you know that you'll be made fun of and ostracized by the rest of us and then your only recourse will be to retreat to your twitter handle to troll and sadly some of you think that makes you powerful but just know that in real life you're a fucking (laughs) pathetic loser and you deserve everything bad that is coming to you so tweet that you bunch of dumbass fucking losers
1: man who knew that brady haters and tradies had so much in common man let me tell you
0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Stay calm. F- what do you think is happening right
1: now? What's happening over here? Excuse me. What is happening here? What is happening? What the
0: fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby. Alright boys and girls, time you all have been waiting for. It. It's time to go over the both NFL games in the air tonight. It is championship weekend, baby. It has come down to yeah. this, the final fucking four. Now preference this section with these two things. We've kind of been going over one of them for the last couple of weeks. So now in the last three NFL postseasons, teams that have won the playoff game are now 31 and 3 ATS. <laughs> so basically it's just pick the fucking winner and you're going to win against the spread. But in championship round, yeah, in championship round specifically, since 2010, home teams are 9-7 and ATS. So better than 50-50 there. Take that for what it's worth. But we're going to start with the first game of championship weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs are hosting those Cincinnati Bengals, and they are 7-point home favorites.
1: Seven-point home favorites, and I tried to not overload too much information into these two games. I mean, we honestly, there's only two games, so you can really focus the shit out of these two games, and and talk for an hour on two games. But I tried to limit it to, you know, I I had I had two leans, kind of limited my information to the two leans. Uh, we have not discussed a whole lot on on these two games, so. If you're different, opposite from me, then it'll, it'll be some nice back and forth when we get done. Uh, but I'll just tell you my leans and my sides and then, and then a couple things on the handicap and why I like them. Uh, and then we can we can spitball it. But to me, this is a lean to Kansas City in this game and uh, for several reasons. Number one, when I look at the money and the tickets coming in, it is, let me, let me get the, the latest one updated here. It is 68% of the cash coming in on Cincinnati. That is... In a regular season, that screams to take the dog. That is like pros versus Joes, take the dog, getting all that money uh, 100%. <clears throat> However, when that happens in the regular season, you will see heavy line movement. The line's not moving here. It's stuck right on that seven. I mean, I know, I know it opened at six and a half, ticked up to seven and a half, and then kind of settled in at seven. But it's still a shit ton of money coming in on Cincinnati, and they're just sticking with it. That tells me that that Vegas has a side here, and they don't mind sticking to it and taking all that Kansas, uh, excuse me, Cincinnati money. So that that alone, the money movement is is pointing me to Kansas City. Now let's go to on the field. Kansas City has their sco- they've scored forty-two points in their last two games, and that, and both against better defenses than Cincinnati. Uh, we've you know we've been talk- kind of talking about. For the last, um, with the offenses, about the last six games for Kansas City, how they've kind of settled in from that patience problem they were having at the beginning of the year, uh, and uh, offensive efficiency has blossomed because of it. Now, that's that's has nothing to do with the turnover-worthy throws that Mahomes makes. He still makes those, um, but you know, as we as we've seen in the past, he gets away with a lot of that when he's more patient. Uh, so he does still have them, and that could be a problem in this game. But for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they haven't become turnovers lately. Maybe it's because he's taking the check now more uh, more than he was earlier, not forcing the ball as much, and living to play the next down. Um, but on the other side, I think we've been talking about for the last eight weeks, maybe ten, when they kicked Chris Jones inside, that was a big improvement to the Kansas City defense. So on both sides of the ball, Kansas City is trending up to me. On the other side, Cincinnati, although they're winning and they're on an incredible run. This is, this is a team that we had a ticket on the under, and we, we, we felt really good about it. Um, it's one of the ones we felt really, really good about it. And now they're in the AOC Championship game. So they're winning. They're overachieving for sure. But they're not exactly impressing lately. And As a matter of fact, the last two playoff games, Cincinnati was outgained by Vegas by 0.4 yards per play. They were outgained by Tennessee last week by 1.4 yards per play. Um, so, so even, even the trends of the, the way these two teams are trending points to Kansas city. Now let's dig in a little deeper burrow versus blitz heavy teams. Um, that, that is, that is how he gets and they get their offense humming. They're averaging 36 points a game versus blitz heavy teams. And they're only averaging 23 points per game versus everyone else. Um, so in, and, and in Kansas city, Kansas city's not a heavy blitzing team. They're not a they're not a passive oh. team and they they do blitz Whoa. they're they do blitz more than average, but they have shown tendencies to pull it back when they need to. Like last week. Like last week against Buffalo, they did they didn't blitz a lot. They pulled it back to not get exposed by Josh. It didn't work, obviously. They you know Buffalo scored at will, yeah. but they've shown the <laughs> tendency <Tennessee> to <laughs> they've shown the tendency to pull it back and change their defensive scheme if needed, game by game. Um but Burrow Burrow's pressure to sack rate, and we saw this last week, it, it's the second worst in the league, only behind Baker. And which which, you know, the Baker thing, that's not a shock at all. We see him holding the ball and taking sacks at a ridiculous clip. And and Baker has a good offensive line, so he doesn't even have that excuse that Burrow has. But you can't put all the sacks on Burrow's offensive line. Um, and even last week he held the ball a couple times longer than he should, and he has a tendency to do that. Um uh, now you go to the previous matchup against Cincinnati and Kansas City. Cincinnati had four drives in that game extended by penalties that led to 20 points of Cincinnati scoring on those drives. Um, now in this game, the head official is a let them play type official. Now he won't have his normal crew, so I don't know how you, I don't know how you weigh that. Like like the head official who who had a crew that was that didn't throw a lot of flags does that spill into his new crew in the playoff? I don't know, but, but it's something. Um, So in the bottom line is I think Kansas city is going to get up like they did last, like they did last in the last meeting against Cincinnati. They had a 14 point lead, except this time with it being in Kansas city and these two teams going two different directions, the, you know, the championship pedigree that Kansas city has versus the new, the new timers here uh, in, in Cincinnati. I think, I think Kansas City is going to keep their foot their their foot on the pedal. They're going to extend the lead. I really don't see, besides Burrow just going nuts and throwing for 500 yards and five touchdowns, I don't see how they cover in this game. I really don't. Uh, I'm curious to hear what you have to say, but everything points to me to a Kansas City blowout, like, like I mean, 20-plus 20, 20 point blowout. W- w- what do you got?
0: I got something different. All right, so the numbers on are on Cincy. KC is the worst team we have ever had, and our power rank is to make it this far. Um, and this handicap has really already been written by a lot of things we've said about both teams. Like you said, Burrow versus Blitz. However, I'll just, KC Blitz is eighth most in the league, so that's a lot more than average. That's top third, our top twenty-five yeah. percent actually. So. And last time we told you about Burrow versus teams that don't blitz, our handicap wasn't wrong. Like you said, he, he wasn't good last week versus Tennessee. Uh, he mm-hmm. threw for 300 yards. We threw for zero touchdowns and one interception. And they only put up 19 points. And that's with Tannehill throwing those three shitty interceptions. So even with them giving gifts, he still couldn't score the points. So, bottom line is, Cincy should not have won that game. But they did. And... But now they have the best matchup they could possibly have in Kansas City. Kansas City's secondary has zero answers for these Bengals receivers or Joe Burrow. You know, they came to the first game looking to stop the run, and they did that. But Burrow put up 400 yards and four touchdowns. And the biggest thing to me in that game was after giving 28 first half points to Mahomes, since he only gave up three in the second half. Last time we saw a team do that, that was the Buccaneers last year, the first time they met. Kansas City. They ended up losing that game to Kansas City, but their adjustments carried over to the Super Bowl. I see Cincy being able to do the same thing and at least limit Mahomes in the offense. Now, Mahomes has been playing great. He's already had two games, and I forget the numbers exactly, but only like Brady, Montana, and one other quarterback have had the two totals that he's had for yards and touchdowns in two games in a postseason, but they've only ever had two. He's already had two. So is he going to make history having another great game because that's what he's going to have to do just to win this game, in my opinion. I don't think so. And on the flip side of that, Kansas City's defense is not good, despite what you say. They finished 25th in the league in DVOA, and every time they face a competent offense with their starting quarterback, they get torched. The only they, the only reason why they made it this far is they've lived off turnovers. They're number six in takeaways this year since he's 14th, so better than average but not outrageous. And we said it with Dallas all year, you Turnover-driven defenses are not sustainable. If you look at the top six turnover defenses this year, every single one of those teams made the playoffs. And every single one of those teams has been eliminated except the Chiefs so far. And again, that's because they have the best quarterback in the NFL to bail them out. But the last time they were ranked this high in turnovers, they lost in the AFC Championship game to New England. Why? Because Brady doesn't turn the ball over. Well, neither does Joe Burrow. Since December started, he's thrown one interception. That was last week in his last 134 pass attempts. Now, Mahomes has been on an equally impressive streak, only two in his last 190 over the same amount of games. The difference is, again, since he does not rely on the turnover. There have been don't-break defense that's in the top half of the league at opponent red zone points per share and touchdown percentage allowed. Kansas City's neither on defense. However... Kansas City is top 10 in red zone touchdown scoring percentage on offense, and since he is below average. However, since he is top 8 in offensive point share percentage, Kansas City's 21st, which shows that Kansas City gets more opportunities, but since he cashes in on theirs with more efficiency, which they will have to do to cover this game. And in fact, the winner of that particular stat category has won the last three AFC Championship games and the last three Super Bowls. So I say all this to say... I think Joe Burrow's going to the Super Bowl. Now, mm, Joe Burrow had his best. Yeah, Joe Burrow had his best oh, games boy. all year versus Baltimore twice, Kansas City, Detroit, and the Jets. What all of them have in common: twenty fourth or worse DVOA defense. Kansas City is twenty fourth. And Longhorn, did you know that no team since two thousand ten, and I hadn't looked further than that, but since two thousand ten at least, has won a Super Bowl. We're the worst DVOA defense in 18th. Uh, I mean, and only one of those teams <clears throat> did that, which was Brady, the Patriot, you know, the last Patriot Super Bowl, which, you know, because Brady only wins because his defense, except that he won a Super Bowl with the worst defense in the last decade plus! And all mm-hmm. the rest were at least 14 or above. It's like I always say, you don't have to be great on defense, but you can't really be below average. Now, since he is 19th, so I think after they win this game, that'll be the end of the line for them. But I think they go out and win this game and at least get there. Last note on this game that I have, Andy is 3-5 and straight up in conference championship games. And 4-4 four and four ATS, which first of all, the fact that this is the man's ninth conference championship game is fucking amazing. With two different teams, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, inside those numbers, I found my best bet on this game. He's never had a team score more than 21 points in the first half in any conference championship game. The Kansas City first half total is 27. So, under is actually going to be my best bet on this game. But yeah, I am all over Cincy to cover the spread. I think Cincy wins. That's just a lot to add. You went to four straight championship games. You went to two Super Bowls already at three. Mahomes has played as good as he's going to play. So, and Burrow has not played well, like you said in the playoffs, yet. But this is the defense that he will play good against. I think something's got a tilt right here. Well, and okay. on, your, on your counterpoint for the money, the reason why I don't think you're seeing the line moves is because Vegas has so much money on Kansas City Futures. So much money. They were the favorite to start the season. They've been not the favorite all year, but you know, smart guys like you and me grabbed them up when they dropped down to plus 1,000 plus 1,200 at their worst. So they have so much money leveraged Mm. on that Kansas City future. They're not going to have to move this line because basically if Cincinnati wins, they're still going to win.
1: So you actually can envision – I mean, man. I mean, we're just going to disagree on this one. Um, I think think can't stop
0: anybody with a good – Kansas City cannot stop a good offense. You saw it last week. Now they did win the game. You ended up being right about that game. But I don't, it took Mahomes being Mahomes. I don't think is a good
1: offense. I don't think they're a good offense. I, not with they that offense.
0: Er, they look against can't protect every him. team with a defense as bad as Kansas City, they look pretty damn good. Cuz all Kansas City is can it, do to it, hit pressure blitz and that's hit that that's where you're going to you're going to killed one on one.
1: Yeah, and I'm, if they do that, then then they're stupid, and that that will give Cincinnati a chance. I just don't think they're that stupid to roll out the same the same thing and not and ignore what has been given Burrow in this offense trouble, which is uh, just rush with your four and 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 get pressure that way. That but offensive if they, line but is, if they do is that, terrible.
0: I know, but if they do that, unlike Buffalo, Cincy can run the ball and will run the ball, so. It's kind of pick your poison on that. Then you're limiting your best player his possessions. Which I think early on, you know, I think you're right, that's probably the game plan. But how long can they stick to it?
1: I don't know. If they, if they want to hand the ball off to Joe Mixon and, and go that route and try to outscore Kansas City against with that shitty defense they got, then I think that plays right into Kansas City's hands. But that will be well, defense, that will be their
0: defense is better than Kansas City's. It's not lately. And, you
1: know, I can. You know, I can pull up the same season-long stats. How's it not uh, lately? How many I, points
0: have they scored, and how many points have they let up in the playoffs? Have they let up twenty who? points yet? Maybe they did the Raiders, who? but they sure didn't the Tennessee. Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Yeah. Well, they're given, Um.
1: Well, Cincinnati has played uh, pedestrian offenses. Anytime, just like Kansas City. Anytime they play a good, okay. uh, a good and quarterback, they get playing? rolled.
0: Yeah, and who's who has Kansas City played? On offense, other than Buffalo, in the playoffs.
1: Well, they've only played Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and who? Buffalo.
0: That's it. Okay, and Buffalo scored how many points? And, ten, yeah, and Tennessee a, was Buffalo's one of the top.
1: Buffalo's elite. Buffalo's elite. They're not they Cincinnati. Were,
0: Tennessee was one of the top offenses, and they didn't score shit in Cincinnati.
1: They're. I mean, they're an efficient offense. They're they're a grinded out offense. I mean, that's fine. We can just disagree. It's, uh, I mean, I don't see, I just don't see with that. You can only pull so many rabbits out of your hat, with, you know, with, with what he's doing with his offensive line. And, it, yeah, if they can control the clock, and um, that's the only path for them is to control the clock, shorten the game, and hit enough plays with that shitty offensive line to stay in the game. But I don't. I don't know if they have enough to – in Kansas City, in this high-pressure situation – to to do that but it's fine we can be opposite we just won't bet it
0: (laughs) oh no i'm gonna bet it because i've got like i said i got a best bet on the game This might not be on the we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about my best bet but you know on on the on a total game maybe we don't bet it but like i said i i've got i've got my best bet i've got a lot of good numbers to back it up but it just it feels like a
1: square it feels like a square dog
0: It feels more like a square favorite to me, especially after the recency <laughs> bias of what Kansas City just did, and and the Bengals haven't looked good. I don't know.
1: The dar- the darling is Cincinnati. They're the darling.
0: Okay, well let's let's they're, wait till the, the public, public money comes in because all all the money that you're seeing right now is from the sharper side. The public ain't out there on Tuesday betting a fucking game. They'll they'll be there this weekend, and we'll see we'll see where that swings it. Where are the where are I mean, the tickets at right now?
1: One second. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's all coming in on Kansas City. I, I mean, it's it's exactly Pro's Joe's in the yeah. regular season. You no, know, I know, but this is the playoffs, and this is Mahomes at home in a championship game. So,
0: but he's already lost. So, but all right, we'll move on. To uh, the Rams in San Francisco, where the Rams are hosting those 49ers. Won us money. Actually, both won us money last week. Uh, and the Rams are currently a three-and-a-half point home favorite.
1: Still three-and-a-half. All right. So, the all, the all the things that everybody already knows, six straight wins, San Fran over L.A. This is the seventh out of nine games on the road for San Francisco. However, you know, that ain't great. That's not that's not a great thing to to have seven out of nine on the road. But they do have an extra game or, or an extra day of rest this week. <clears throat> now being on the road in this home field or this this home, uh, I guess field for for L.A. It's not that big of an advantage. It probably will be a little bit more in the playoffs. But the last time they played here a few weeks ago, there was a lot of red in that stadium. So um, you know. We'll see if they can, if LA can get a little bit more fans into that stadium for a playoff game. You would think they would, but that we'll we'll see how much they have. <clears throat> but on the field, why have they won six straight games against LA? Because that's pretty much the question you have to answer to figure out what side you're on in this game. Because um, if not, you're just you're just you know, either either you believe it's gonna you believe the trend's gonna continue, or you believe the trend's gonna break, and you're not really. You have no no other reason why other than that is that you just think it will or you think it won't. But digging in, San Francisco does have a fundamental philosophical and matchup advantage against the Rams. On San Francisco lines up in tight end and fullback, tight end plus fullback more than any other team in in the league. And LA on the other side on defense has that. Uh, that inviting teams to run defense that Staley has, uh, you know, Staley came from from the Rams. Uh, he he took that same invite the run defense to the Chargers, and we saw how that worked out for them this year. But LA still has a, that same type of defense. They invite the run. They line up in a light box, quote unquote light box, more than any other team in the league, even more than Chargers percentage wise. So they run that light box, invite the run defense. And San Fran is just fundamentally a team that you do not want to run that defense against. Now, on the other side, San Francisco, their D line is stuffing the run and creating a pass rush with their front four at an incredible clip. That they, they're they got the rotation players coming in. They're two or three deep on that line, much like the Cowboys of the '90s. They are just cycling in these players. Not a whole lot of, I mean, Bosa's a star. Don't get me wrong, but other than Bosa. I mean, it's just a bunch of dudes that, that get in there and work their ass off and and do the job. Uh, so now because of that, <clears throat> they don't have to blitz a lot, and they're the fourth lowest blitzing team in the league. So they, they get pressure and stuff the run with the front four. They flood the zones on the back end, and they will make Stafford be patient uh, while being under pressure from the front four. And we all have seen what that kind of leads to with Stafford. Speaking of Stafford, Stafford versus man and Stafford versus zone. Against man, he tears it up. 134 quarterback rating and a 19 to two touchdown to interception ratio. Against zone, which he'll be facing with San Francisco, 15 to 14 touchdown to interception ratio, and his rating drops down to a 94. So, er- philosophically, matchup, everything points to San Francisco to me in this game. Um, I actually think they're going to win this game. So, if you want to hit the sounder, you can. Uh, I think San Francisco gets the win here. I think they go to the Super Bowl. And uh, I think Stafford is in – this sets up for Stafford to turn into that Stafford that we've seen in the past where he makes these just boneheaded mistakes because this is the actual perfect scenario, the perfect defense that he makes them against. Pressure with the front four, flood the zones, force him to be patient, which he does like to do, and he'll throw it to you. So do we agree on this one at least?
0: Well, this is a really tough game for me, honestly. Um, the numbers – Perfectly as it is. It's a zero-point delta. Here's a couple of trends, though, to play devil's advocate. So the team that loses by more than one score in the regular season and then is a dog in the playoffs is 70% ATS, which Kansas City just actually upped that percentage last week by beating Buffalo. Uh, Tampa Bay did it last year, New Orleans, and so that would be the Rams this year. And then here's another one. Two division teams playing each other for the third time, the team that won both games is three and five ATS since 2002. Again, that would be San Francisco on the bad side of that. Last year, of course, Tampa Bay beating New Orleans. Um, there's nothing really to say about this matchup that you didn't just say that we don't already know. Uh, I don't. I don't see how you could find an edge either way. Like you said, fundamentally, San Francisco just plays them better. But it is curious to me that money's coming in on the, on the Rams' side because it was like 3.5, but it was uh, minus like 120, 130 on the San Francisco side. Now it's 110 on both ways. So money's coming in to even that out. In spite of all the knowledge, which ever, there's nothing that everybody doesn't know. Everybody knows Shanahan owns McVay. Everybody knows San Francisco plays the Rams tougher than anybody. That's, that's very curious to me. Um, uh, it's just, it's such a tough call, but I do have a best bet in this game and it's on the under the first quarter. Now I'm going to go ahead and put this number at nine and a half. I've not seen an official number, but at 46, that seems fair. That's the total game total. Uh, San Francisco st- scored the 13th most first quarter points and the Rams have scored 16th and the Rams have given up the third lease in the first quarter and San Francisco the 14th lease. And if you look at the first game, San Francisco scored 14 in the first quarter and the Rams zero, but one of those San Francisco touchdowns was a pick six. And in the second game, the first quarter score was three to nothing, Rams after one. So that's kind of where I'm at with this game. And you have to think both these teams will play it very close to the vest. Like a heavyweight fight early. In fact, if you look back to that Tampa Bay New Orleans game that I referenced earlier, the score at the end of one was six to nothing New Orleans. And that was on a total of 53. The two totals this year for this matchup have been 50 and 46 and a half. They went one and one uh, total game over under on that. So the first quarter is really the way I'm looking to get at this game. I think both teams keep it cl- keep it tight. The only way I think it goes over is, of course, some sort of special teams or defensive touchdown, which that fucks your under almost 99% of the time anyway. So if that's going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't really predict that. That's kind of how I'm going to get at this game. I can see San Francisco winning. I can see the Rams winning. I liked your handicap. Uh, there's not a lot I can argue with it. And again, there's not a lot that we don't know. I'm just very it's just very curious to me that the money is coming in on the Rams side given the givens and given everything that we know. And I think the only thing that it could be is that third matchup sort of trend. But again, it's 3 and 5, so it's at 40%. Um uh, so it's it's only say only it's sixty percent to the other team covering that game, which the Rams cover. Obviously, they win at three and a half. That's the only thing kind of giving pause to me. And I gave you the nine and seven trend ATS on the home uh, home teams in the championship game. In the last two years, they've split one and one and one and one. So that trend is not as dominant dominant as it had been before. So it's kind of been fifty fifty the last couple of years. I don't. I can see this game truly going either way, but again, I don't have a lot to argue with your handicap. I think, uh, I, I think this game is where it is, and we know what we know, and it's really just going to basically come down if, if Stafford can not fuck it up, and if Jimmy G can kind of play above his skis a little bit, which in one game against them he did, and the other game he really didn't. So, that, and that's kind of the quarterback he is. So you kind of never know on that one. And one game Stafford yeah. was a shit bomb, and the other one he was pretty good. So,
1: yeah, i i like an, I like getting at an under anyway in this game. First quarter, I, I like that. I like. I, mean, I, th- I think it's an under type game, um, honestly. So, anyway, you want to get at the under, I, I can I can sign off on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it mean yeah, cash sixty two percent coming in on L A. Um, tickets are fifty five percent, so that's closer to closer to even, but. You know, well, I, th- I think I think it's a that one seems like a tougher one for for to get a handle on as far as where the money's coming. But just like you said, we'll see we'll see where it ends up on Sunday morning, Sunday you know before kickoffs on both these games. Um, but I, I think I think Super Bowl, I think San Francisco's going to Super Bowl. I think they're winning this game. Uh, it's just it's just a you know. It's six in a row for a reason. You know, if it was just six in a row, kind of just fluky shit, then okay. But it's six in a row for a fundamental reason, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to outsmart the room and be like, this is the time that LA is gonna snap that streak. I'm gonna <laughs> stick with what's I'm gonna stick with what's been fundamentally working for San Francisco. Uh, now, and let's not forget that McVeigh is the student, and Shanahan's the teacher. So that's, that's a factor too. You know, it's not that the student can't overcome the teacher. Uh, it happens a lot actually, but in this matchup, it hasn't. So, you know, that's, that's gotta be driving McVeigh crazy and I'm sure he's going to be up all night this week trying to crack that code and, and, and outsmart his, his uh, teacher genius. But it seems like the teacher genius has the edge on the student recently, so I can't wait to watch this game. I, I do think this will be a, a close field goal type game either way, which is why I definitely like the, the San Francisco plus three and a half. But I do think they win the game.
0: Yeah. So last point to kind of back you up there on student teacher type thing is if you look at you said that Rams kind of invite the run, but they're actually fifth best rushing DVOA uh, this season. I just think that Shanahan knows how to get after whatever they are doing schematically, defensively. And for whatever reason, they're top five versus everybody else except them. So that kind of backs your point there. Like I said, I like your handicap. I don't have a lot to argue with it. So, but I like, uh, I, I know I like my first, my best bet on that for sure. And, you know, we'll probably, we'll probably end up leaning San Francisco. Like I said, three and a half sounds pretty good. Um, if the money keeps coming up on the Rams, I think this this line's going to keep moving though. So four is better than three and a half. Obviously, after that, it really doesn't fucking matter till you get to six. But we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, you think? I was, I was just going to say. Do you think you think that line's going to settle at four by kickoff, and you think you think the Kansas City game's going to settle at six and a half?
0: I don't know how much they're going to move that Kansas City game. Honestly, I really don't. They have so much money. They have so much money leveraged on Kansas City on futures. The The Rams, the four, I can easily see happen. I can easily see that happening just because it's already coming in. There wasn't a lot of people betting the Rams. I mean, I have a taken on the Rams and San Francisco, which I'm sure you do too, futures for the Super Bowl. There wasn't a huge market for either one of those teams preseason. So I don't think that comes into play at all. But when you've got the preseason favorite, Standing still in the AFC Championship game, there are so many thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars in tickets being held that Vegas has had on their handle this entire time. <laughs> so again, if if Kansas City wins, they're probably in trouble, but they're going to probably leave that number there at seven and take as much as much action on Cincinnati as they can possibly fucking stand.
1: And then, and then outside of the numbers, like just forget forget numbers and betting. for for one second. What is the optimal Super Bowl that we would like to just watch in these matchups?
0: Oh, man. I think the Rams versus KC would be my pick.
1: I think... I think Kansas... I don't want to see a rematch of fucking... I do. I do. I want to see a rematch of Ah. KC San Fran.
0: I guess. I just want to see if Stafford can fucking do it. Like, I really want to see... If he can do it, and I want to see him do it. I don't want him fuck... Like, if he goes and does against the Bengals, you're still going to have people poo-pooing him or whatever. And I've never been the biggest Stafford supporter, but I've never been the biggest detractor either. I've always been kind of on the fence about the dude. I want to see him go. If he's going to go, then go beat the best. Go beat Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. If you're going to go do it, that that's... If, and plus, I just think with those two offenses and the two, like, contrasting styles, man, I just think it's going to be a great fucking game. Total's probably going to be, what, 54, 55? Oh, yeah. That, that's the oh, kind of yeah. Super Bowl that I want to fucking see for sure. Would,
1: that would be the most
0: entertaining, probably. You're right. Hell, yeah. All right, boys and girls, we're going to see what's happened because that was... Are we good? Yeah. I forget this some? That was all them games coming to the air tonight, baby. bye All right, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It. It's time for those free S and free picks of the week, baby. Yep,
1: yeah, only two games, so you know it's kind of it's kind of slim pickings here, but but we'll we'll do what we can and uh, see what happens. I I put together a two gamer money line, Kansas City and San Francisco. So Kansas City to win, San Francisco to win, pays two and a half to one, and. Uh, it's not really money dance worthy. It's more like um, I don't know, like like just kind of just kind of shimmy in your chair type type win. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not really a get up and dance type type parlay. But hey, two and a half to one, I'll take it.
0: I like that. And then you got the Rams, San Fran. I'm putting this at under nine and a half first quarter total. That's what I'm projecting it at. It's not outright this second. Um, I like it down to nine. I do not like it less than that. If it goes less than nine, this is not a bet. Nine and a half's where I put it at. That's where I like the under at. And then for me, and again, these are free picks, guys. There's only two games, so pick the best ones you like. Bet them. You know, bet bet how you want to bet. My two game parlay: Cincinnati plus the 270 and the Rams, San Francisco first half under 23. And that, that two-gamer pays you six to one. So you're doing a little bit more than a shimmy if that one hits. But uh, that's my two-game parlay.
1: I got an amendment. Sorry? I, I got I got an amendment I got to make when you get done. Go ahead. Okay, so because you because of that 31-3, I believe you said, that the team that wins covers, um, why no, would no. I take Kansas City? 31 30 and
0: three. 31.
1: I'm sorry, 31 and three. So why would I take Kansas City on the money line? <laughs> with that. So I changed it to Kansas City minus the points and then San Francisco on the money line and that changed it to four and a half to one. So because of that nice little hey, trend you had. There, yeah,
0: that's dancing. a little better.
1: Four and a half to one. I mean come on.
0: Yeah, now you're dancing right there. Sh- and sh- shake my but, ass on that. Good call on, good call on uh San Francisco still take the money because again if you cover you win. They're the dogs, you're gonna get the plus money. So why yeah. wouldn't you do that? And also Longhorn Why wouldn't they go to that fabulous website one more time?
1: Well, because they're fucking stupid. That's why, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) If you're not going to the fucking website by now, then you are stupid. All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills we give out free picks on our website on our podcast and also on our social media platforms. so people stop being stupid and use them all but more importantly sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and both steve is, as always in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your hard-earned on money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up Tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come
0: on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby.